Good evening, everyone. Welcome. This is the iBug Buzz number 582 for Monday. Not only is it the first Monday of May, but it's also the first day of May. It's Monday, May 1st, 2023. I'm Maria, and I will be facilitating the conference tonight with Sandhya. Uh, this is an open forum for anyone with questions or issues with their iPhone, iPad, iPod Touch, Apple Watch, or Apple TV. And for anyone who would like to become more proficient in using the accessibility features of these iDevices. So we focus here on voiceover, as well as the use of various accessories with voiceover and these iOS devices like Braille displays and headphones and speakers and keyboards and so on. So welcome to everyone who's joined us tonight live and to those listening to the conference via the recorded podcast playback. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to turn it now over to Sandhya, who will be making some iBug announcements and telling you about just some of the events that we have going on this week, because we have so many that go on throughout the month. And she'll also tell you uh, how to stay in touch with us, how to connect with us so that you never miss a future event. Sandhya. Yes, we wouldn't want that to happen, would we? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome and thank you, Maria. Yes, we've got lots of stuff going on this week again. All right, next, everything is on Zoom unless specified. Otherwise, everything is central time. So next two hours, we're going to be doing the iBug Buzz, like Maria said. And the midpoint, we'll have our big reveal for the movie. So check that out. Have some crazy clues and even better prizes. So stick around for that. And then tomorrow is iBug Mac Buzz on Clubhouse from 5 to 6. Come with your questions about the Mac. Wednesday, we are off, thank goodness. And then Thursday is Trekkie Talk. We're listening to Next Generation episodes, season 6 episodes. I believe it's 10 and 11. I will come back with that. Uh, and then, 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 then Fridays, I'm like not at the virtual movies at 8 p.m. Social time at 7.30, discussion and trivia to follow the movie. The uh, I'm like unplugged. It's going to be a fun topic. It's Let's Go Jacques Cousteau. And Mr. McCulloch has promised he's going to speak in a French accent. And we are going to look at all the pretty fishies, okay? So, yeah, that was terrible, but Anyway, come on Saturday. It is going to be a deep dive of some sort, so we'll find out how it goes. We just had an awesome Apple workshop this weekend on Saturday, and thanks to our lovely volunteer, Julie, it is already posted. So thank you, Julie. Uh, yes, we are very grateful for all her help. Um, and to everybody else, Harvey did a presentation on focus, and then Liz Weiscarver did a demo of NFB Newsline. So we covered a lot of ground, and definitely, if you missed it, check it out. And I think I want to review it anyway, because there's a lot in there. So uh, let's see, social media, we have a website, ibugtoday.org, I-B-U-G-T-O-D-A-Y.org, best place to get all the information, check out the, uh, get involved and register there, and then you'll get notifications, so at the beginning of the month, we just sent out a nice listing of everything that's coming up for the month of May. 
uh, then you can navigate that by heading so you can go and see what you would be interested in. And we hope you will be interested in all of them. We have about 21 events every month. All right. So then that's the website that we have Facebook page facebook.com slash group slash ibug today we have a twitter account is at ibug today we have an email for non-technical questions ibug today at gmail.com instagram at ibug today and we finally are available on the you can listen to our training sessions on the website on our website also on youtube and on your favorite podcast of choice so lots of different ways to catch our various programs. And then we're finally going to tell you about we are a nonprofit. And so we are doing a drawing right now for $500 tech shopping spree for $500 your choice, Amazon, Apple, or Google Play Store. And the donation for $10 gets you one ticket, $50 gets you six tickets. The drawing will be on May 20th. 20th or our 12th anniversary we hope that you will come for that it'll be fun lots of fun and games and other other silliness i guess okay so there you go oh you need not be present to win but we hope you'll be present all right maria handing it back to you all right very good thank you sandia what a steal that is the value of what you might get for what you put in so Definitely, we hope you'll support and thank you for your support. Now, let's go around and introduce ourselves and where we are from. So, I'm Maria and I am from Albany, New York. And also, do let us know if you're a first time caller. This is, this is Pete. Hey, Herbie, and hey, Pete. Marie and Reno. Hi, Marie. Bridget and Hello, Bridget, and who? This is Jody in New Hampshire. Very good. This is Terry from Arlington Heights. Yeah. All right. Hey, Julie, welcome. Vincent in New Jersey. Hello, welcome. This is Brad Vincent in Dallas. And Brad. Mr. Dana in Cincinnati, Ohio. Hey, Mr. Dana, and uh, who did I hear? Ed, Ed from Ed. Georgetown, Ontario. All right, welcome. And Dean, Mark from so Montreal. All right, D and Mark, yeah. welcome. Ed from Texas. Hello. Rosetta from Georgia. Hello, welcome. Marcia from Tana Beach. All right, Marcia, and who is the second person? Yeah, in Colorado. Oh, hello. Hey, Janet. I'm getting better at hearing two this, people at once. <laughs> this is this is Helene from Woodstock, New York. Hey, Helene. Thomas Hi, guys. from Colorado. Hey, Thomas and who's... Judy from Judy. Hey. Hi, Maria. Angelo from Ottawa. Hello. Liz Fort Worth. Welcome. Reagan, Texas. From Georgia. All right. Welcome. And who's from Texas? I didn't That's... hear. Greg in Texas. Oh, Greg. Hey, welcome. Adam from Chicago. Welcome. Anyone else? Marvin from Chicago. Hey, welcome, Marvin. This is Brian from sunny Arizona. Welcome. Linda from Conroe. Hello. All right. Well, Cynthia from Houston. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Very good. I am glad you're here. <laughs> I think I'm here. Yes. 
All right. Very good. Well, welcome everyone. Who would like to get us started with the first question or comment of the evening? Angelo. All right, Angelo, go ahead. I tried to buy some shopping spree tickets and it wouldn't take. So I went to settings, Apple ID purchases button, and it said dimmed. And I couldn't tap it to undim. I turned off my phone, shut it down, and uh, turned it on and left it on the lock screen charging so that it might do an update or backup or something. It still says dimmed. Now, my, uh, my Wi-Fi is three bars signal strength, and my do not disturb is off. Now, what I might have done to mess it up, uh, I was trying to set a four-digit code uh, in, in, under family lock or something in case the cleaning lady or a grandchild found my phone because I leave the screen open. And uh, maybe I did something, but I don't know what. All right. Anyone have any uh, inputs on this one? That's strange that the purchase was showing as being dimmed. Anyone have any idea? And you're saying it was locked. It's not like it was unlocked and something happened that you wouldn't know what it was. Um, gosh, the only, um, I don't know, maybe like if you can maybe try signing out and signing back into your what? account. I'm... Oh, the account. Yeah. Well, how would a... I do that? How, how do I open the account if I can't open the, the Apple ID thing? Uh, it's the very first thing after search and settings. So you're, oh, I'm sorry. So it's not just when you get to purchases, you're saying that entire thing is. Yeah, I oh. went there to check. When, when, the, when the shopping spree wouldn't go through, I went into settings. Right. And, and the first thing is Angel DeMarsico Apple yeah. ID media purchases. And, and, and that whole button is dimmed. That, that whole button is dimmed. I see, I see. Oh, that is just... This is Pete. Oh. Um, go ahead, Pete. I'm just thinking out loud, but I'm not sure that your purchases area has anything to do with your ability to spend, you know, to buy a, like a raffle ticket or something like that. Nor do I think do not disturb would prevent you from doing that. So uh, I may be wrong, but I don't think your purchases relates to your ability to purchase something. Well, that could be, but it's still. Yeah, I shouldn't be locked out of my it. Apple ID either. Um, first right. of all, Pete, right? Hang on, hang on. Okay. No. Uh, okay. Um, sorry. sorry. All right. Thank you. All right. Go ahead, Herbie. Yep. I think. Okay. There. All right. Um, so first of all, Pete, you are correct. Things like do not disturb would not affect it. The only thing I could see that would affect it is, let's say, if you were trying to use Apple Pay and you were locked out of that whole thing, whole thing. Um like your purchase history, I guess my first question is, have you tried the obvious things like turning off your phone and turning it back on and doing a soft reset, things like that? I, yes, I, I turned the phone off completely, let it sit. Okay. Then I came back and I uh, let I, I had a charging and lock screen in case it wanted to do a backup or something. Right. And then mm -hmm. I turned it on with my regular six-digit code and I went mm -hmm. back into settings, Apple ID, and it still says dimmed. Is there any other button after it? Yeah, uh, well, 
It says uh, Apple ID, Angelo DiMarcio Media Purchases button, and then it says dimmed. Hmm. Do you? I'm I'm thinking out loud. I wonder is there some other place where you can access? Like I'm I'm trying to think if it would let you sign out or what have you from like say like the App Store if you were to go on the Today screen and go to my account for example i'm purely thinking out loud and then you should be able to click like if you do that you go to app store and then my account that's right on the today screen and then it shows your name and your apple id mm-hmm. i i, I don't this is herbie actually let you sign out from there um go ahead herbie you know it just occurred to me do you have family sharing on your phone well yes i, I that was the last thing i Last week, I put that on with a four-digit code. So, but, um, are but, you, and then also with the family sharing, are you the person, who, are, are you, like, the head of the family, or are you, like, one of the uh-oh. members? Of members. I have no idea. I thought I was just, I wonder just if it's because... related. I, I, I think that, I wonder if the whoever is the holder of the family um, I know what I think I know what's happen could ha- potentially happen. I'm a little bit shooting in the dark here, so don't come back and say I was right or I, I don't. I'm, I'm, but I'm guessing. But um, I'm wondering if when you turned on the family sharing, you became part of a family that the whoever is actually controlling the family has control over everything. They can see the purchases. They can see your um, um what you call it. They control whether you purchase things or not. And there is a family button that you should see to the right of the purchases. And I wonder if you go in there and browse the, try to browse the history that way, if that might yield some better results. Okay, I'll, I'll try that. Now, I thought I was assuming that since I'm the owner of the phone and I've logged in as myself, it would assume I was the one setting the code, but that might be not the case. This is Herbie. Well, all right, go ahead, Herbie. So, yes, you're the owner of the phone, but the problem is with family sharing, there can be different settings that can be done by the administrator, depending on how they want things set up as to what what kind of access you have in terms of things related to that account. And you so you own the phone, but not necessarily the account per se. And I'd have to so. If I'm right, you may need to talk to whoever is the head of your family thing and see what uh, they have enabled for um, the family share settings. Well, so, well, that would be me. <laughs> Only I never noticed myself setting it. So how do I go okay. in and correct that? I, it would be all under family. This is Herbie. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. So, yeah. What? Um. So, I hope that helps, Angel. That sounds very, uh, good. Very bizarre. But I hope that you do find some answers in family. Um, let us know how it goes. Greg. All right. Uh, go ahead, Greg. Is this a new topic? No, but I. Okay, we we can take yours and then we'll move uh, to a different topic. If um, if you if you flick right a couple times beyond media and purchases. You're going to hear family, and voiceover will tell you who the who the the one that set it up is. So you'll you'll find out real quick if somebody else has set it up, and you're just a member of the family group, and so they may need to grant permissions. All right. Okay. 
Thanks. Very good. All right. Good question. Who would like to ask the next one? This is Liz. Go ahead, Liz. Is there a way to remove the flashlight and camera icons from the lock screen? Because when I pick my phone up, sometimes I'll turn the flashlight on and I won't know it until my phone gets hot. All right. Who would like to answer this one? When you customize your lock screen, can you remove the flashlight and the camera? This is Brad. I know I Are didn't you... put those there. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Brad. I have looked at customizing lock screen and stuff. There's lots of things you can do now. You can add widgets and other such stuff, but you apparently cannot remove that button for the flashlight and the um what's the other one camera. Uh, camera camera yeah you can't remove them they're just there and always have been so, always um, will be apparently <laughs> well we need to complain about that because i don't know if i've left my flashlight on until like my husband walks by and it says, should tell you it should, yeah yeah it should say flashlight on but if you turn it tiny, on tiny little you know if i set my phone on the counter i i don't realize it's on for some reason, this if is her. Put your okay. hand on it. You should be able to feel the heat. It's LED, yeah. but it does put out a slight bit of heat. But the button should say flashlight on. Like voiceover should say, yeah. Yeah, voiceover should say flashlight on. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll take Dana and then Herbie. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you're unsure if the flashlight is on, you can hold the side button in and say flashlight off and it'll say okay i turn the flashlight off if it's all on right. all right very good so using siri all right go ahead herbie anyway i was just double checking so yeah if you go to settings accessibility voiceover and verbosity there is a setting you can enable, make sure is enabled that will notify you about your flashlight being uh, turned on. So, this is Sandia, okay. real quick. All right, go ahead, Sandia. Just real quick. I mean, Liz, are you now using VoiceOver or not? Because I know before you were. No, not, not yet. I gotta okay. still set that that's, up. But yeah, this is <laughs> you know, mainly about VoiceOver here. So, just that's why the questions really are answers, assuming that everybody's using VoiceOver. Just want to make that clear. Okay. Very good. Thank you, Sandhya. All right. I'm Janet from Colorado. Okay, go ahead, Janet. With the comments. Okay, sure. Did anybody get the 16.4a uh, today uh, update? Um, I don't know what the security updates were for it, but I do know they were having issues where when you tried to install, it wouldn't install, but they finally got that fixed a couple hours later after after it came out or, or whatever. So I was wondering if anybody else got the update and, and was security bugs fixed. All right. Uh, this and you said uh, this was the version uh, 16.4.1a. Yeah, just to be clear. All right, anyone? Well, it's only eighty-five point two megs on my uh, on my 
uh, 14 Pro. So I guess it really is a rapid security response update, as they say. This is Vincent. Montreal. All right. I think I heard uh, Vincent first. Um, I, I, I uh, updated my iPad first and I had no issues whatsoever. It was very smooth. Everything was done automatically. And then I entered my passcode and I was in, no problems. And uh, then I went to uh, update my iPhone. And just in case I made sure that I was connected to Wi-Fi, it was connected to power and uh, started the process. But when it came time to restart, to enter my, uh, my, uh, uh, my passcode, it wouldn't take it. it I mean, it, it, it was erratic in the taking. It would take some numbers. I would hear the click, but it wasn't taking it. And uh, I used uh, handwriting. I put it in numbers. And uh, it's still, I, I had to, sp I, I spent about, I don't know, five or 10 minutes more or less trying to do that. And then I, I went in and out. I turned everything off. I went back in, tried it again. And finally, after probably the eighth or 10th try, I was able to uh, enter the passcode. It took it and now it's working. But I did have issues uh, uh, once it was uh, once it was downloaded and trying to restart it. All right, thank you for sharing that. Well, that's great that it seems to be behaving itself now. That's really disconcerting, especially with that setting where you um, the default where like if you what is it if you don't enter the passcode ten times correctly or something, it'll like wipe your phone. So it's good that you uh got that sorted uh mark you are next yes ma'am i had no glitches it took me about three minutes to to get the update and restart and i'm using an iphone 14 pro voiceover of course no glitches here from montreal all was good all this right. is brad go ahead brad yeah i read an article about this there for some strange reason they're rolling this out incrementally um, I believe they released it, I don't know, noon central time today. Um, and the article I said said that five, it was confusing. 5% of users available to get it in the first six hours. Then it went up to 15% in the next, and I can't remember how much time. It said by 24 hours, all users. So I'm wondering if Vincent's issue was, wasn't that um, he was able to get on his iPad, but for some reason, it said that the air when he did it on his iPhone, he wasn't able to get it. It says there's an air failure to um, validate or something like that. So um, that's interesting. I did it myself this afternoon. I had no problem. I've only tried it on my um, iPhone. Uh, like I said, it's it's also available for the iPad and that desktop device that we don't talk about here as well. It is only security update. It's some, what do they call it? Rapid. Um, Rapid security response. That's it. So yeah. uh, rather than wait for a full update, which takes time to uh, beta test and all that, there's apparently, this is a, a new thing. Apparently they talked about doing it. I'd never heard of it before, but um, it's a new thing. 
It's only available for 16.4.1. And if after you do the update, it says it will tell you you're running 16.4.1. And then in parentheses, it'll have an A. So um, that's how you can tell if you've got it or not. But um, anyway, I read about it. That's all I know. Give it all some right. time and everybody should be able to get it. All right. Very good. So it sounds like if anything, just uh, wait for tomorrow afternoon, maybe, and it will have been in the world 24 hours and that'll be smoother. Pete. Oh, Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Thanks, Maria. Uh, just a tip. I saw a note that with iOS 16, and, and this is the first I'd heard about it, that one can now perform a restart of their iPhone using Siri. And I assume that means just the power off and, you know, the shutdown and the restart and not a reset. Has anybody experienced that or seen that? Yeah, this, this is, is Thomas. All right. Uh, go ahead. I think I heard Thomas first. Just real quick. Yeah, you can restart your iPhone through Siri and it turns it off and then it turns it back on. And then you can, if you have a code, you put in your code or face ID and right before, but it is nice. Yeah. All right. Very good. All right. Who would like to ask the next question? This is Adam. Go ahead, Adam. Thank you. Um, I have uh, uh, SC 2020 and I'm operating on 16.31. And previous to this uh, patch that came out for 16.41 um, a, a week ago, I tried to do a update from uh, 16.31 to 16.41. My phone wouldn't do it. A sighted colleague um, who has iPhone 12 uh, was able to do it. He looked on the web quickly and they read something that wasn't quite clear. Maybe you could enlighten me saying that 16.41 certain features would not work on certain devices. It was a little vague. Can anyone give me any more information if I this need to? Heavy. All right, uh, the ever uh, the ever broad disclaimer. Um, all right, go ahead, Herbie. It just basically means if you have an older phone, you may or may not have some features that will be supported. A classic example is uh, screen recognition. If you have an iPhone 8, you do not have access to uh, that feature because the phone model doesn't support it. So that's all it's saying. And it's being intentionally broad because it doesn't know what phone you have. And so it can't you know, tell you specifically what might or might not work. So it's... That's all it's saying. So, um, but yeah, in terms of like this latest update, um, yeah, I'm not, I mean, because in terms of, uh, yeah, this, I mean, this is like a security update. I, I'm not really sure from 16.3.1 to 4.1 what, um, what has, uh, you know, wh what that's referring to. So, this is Adam. Okay, go ahead, Adam. Yep. It, it, so what I'm uh, uh, taking from uh, the discussion, and I thank everyone, is that there is uh, obsolescence and, on the part of hardware 
And so that this is something that is just has been happening all along that uh, older hardware cannot support some of the new software features. And um, it's, it, it, it could be random or, you, you know, in my case, I probably wouldn't know the difference. Sure. sure. Yeah, no, that is definitely, um, th- that's, that's right. Like, yeah, as, as certain, you know, hardware improves. Yeah. Like you said, certain features. And I mean, Apple will say it sometimes like in the release notes, they'll put, you know, uh, after a feature description, they'll put like requires, you know, such and such like requires this model, but it's like a broad general statement in these um, update screens, they will just list it like that. And if you're going to find out any information about it, it would be in the more detailed release notes. But again, sometimes it's not even really like that obvious. Thank you. All right. Good. Uh, Go ahead, Jody. Yeah, I was just going to say the SE2020 runs the same processor as the uh, 11, iPhone 11, so it's not that it's not that old. All right, very good. Um, did I hear Sandhya? I, I no, I don't know who I heard. <laughs> All right, well, very good. Who'd like to ask the next question? This is Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Um, as far as your phone backing up. Does backup start as soon as you plug it in? And also, will it back up when you have it on, when you're charging it on a wireless charger? All right. Backup when charging and backup when plugged into a wireless charger. Who would like to answer that one? And we're talking, just to be clear, um, you're referring to iCloud backups? Yeah, the i the i the automatic iCloud backup. Oh, it right. seems like it starts as soon as you plug it in, but I'm not sure because I had uh, this all started when I was on my four month cruise. I had an issue with backing up, I guess because we were on on the ship's internet and in some foreign locations was a little trouble backing up. But it's backing up now at home, but. Sure. Okay. So your question is backing up on when it's plugged in via the cable ver- and and then also on, well, on the wireless. It, I know it backs up on the cable, but does it back up when you just put the phone on a wireless charger? Ah, okay. This Got it. Brad. That's what I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, go ahead, Brad. It does not start backing up immediately. I know that. Even when you plug it in on a wire, there's a couple of things that matter. First of all, it has to be more than 24 hours since it did the last automatic update. Oh, okay. And from my experience, I plug it in and I, I know approximately what time I plugged it in for the night or at some random time during the day. And uh, I look at it and I see that, you know, it started, I don't know when, 45 minutes later. It just does it when it does it. It's got to be on Wi-Fi and on power uh connected to power now does it do it when it's on a wireless charger i don't know my guess would be i wouldn't count on it because that's not the same thing as connecting it with a wire um but you can also trigger the backup yes i know yeah and it'll do it whether it's connected to um battery power or even if it's not on a wire at all if it's just running I, th- I think it will prompt you it won't like to do it if it's on 
not on Wi-Fi because it thinks, you know, that we're not everybody has unlimited data. So right. it'll always prompt you about that or ask you if you want to do it anyway or something. But I would say, you know, if you're if you're plugging if you plug it into a wire overnight, it'll do it overnight. Um I'm not really sure it's if it there's I've read articles and things, you know, that debate back and forth on um is it you know charging it on a wire versus the uh wireless uh wireless charging. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if those are a good idea for overnight, but people do what they do. But um anyway, like I said, you can always trigger it manually if you're having trouble with it. Okay. Uh, all right. Very good. And there, who knows, like there's probably some kind of like AI, you know, behind that to try and like determine when you're least likely using your phone or something. And it's like, you know, probably trying to, um, you know, back up during that time or something too. So who knows, or it might just be random. So, all right. Very good. Well, who would like to ask the next question? This is Desi in um, Franklin, Tennessee. Oh, go ahead, Desi. And- Hi. Um, so my question kind of maybe dovetails onto that last one. Um, my automatic updates are turned on. So it tells me in settings. But like today, I went into my App Store app and looked and it said I had 13 updates to get. And if they're automatic, I'm trying to figure out why they're not updating because I have seen this before. All right. Anyone have any thoughts there on the automatic updates and how that works? This is Herbie. All right. Um, all right. Go ahead, Herbie. My theory is, is like the uh, iCloud updates, it picks and chooses one to do the updates like maybe like overnight when the phone's charging or whatever. I don't know. That is just a theory because I have definitely noticed the same thing and thing and I find it a little frustrating that uh, it and I know they will eventually update, but I think it just likes to pick and choose when it does it. So I ended up going ahead and updating them since I was in there already. That's but um, I do. but I thought, well, what's the point of <laughs> having automatic updates if they're not going to update? So, 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 so this sure. is Herbie. So, all right, go ahead, Herbie. I I do know that the number would be a lot higher if the automatic updates were not on. But I I, I totally have thought the same thing over the years. So okay, yeah. thanks. All right, very good. Yeah, it seems to be like kind of a sca- um, what's the word I'm looking at? A staggered, staggered kind of a process that um. Yeah. All right, uh, go ahead, Marty. I, I think also it depends on the the app developer. I think some of the I think some of the apps, even though you have automatic updates on, if if they're not, if the uh, company doesn't uh, submit updates or have um, you know automatically update, then you know you're not you're not going to get an update. And that happens with some apps that are developed by smaller companies, I think. All right. All right. Very good. Hi, Vanessa. Vanessa. Mm -hmm. Hi. Um, When I uh, have, I have a particular email 
and it says unmuted. I'm wondering how do I take that off? And then I've seen emails and my emails say pinned. So I'm just wondering uh, how to take it off and what, what exactly is that, if anyone knows. All right. Pinned emails and muted and unmuted conversations. Mm-hmm. Who would like to answer that? This is Brad. All right, go ahead, Brad. I would say put pinned, I believe, puts that email up at the top of your list, most likely. I don't use it, but I have used it in like messages, and that's what it does. So I would okay. think it's going to move it to the top of your inbox. So you can see it as far as muted or the pinned with your rotor mm-hmm. on actions, put focus on that email and flick either up or down and go through the different options. And most likely you will find mute, unmute or pin, unpin. That would be how it works in messages. And I'm sure it works the same way in mail app. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. And um, just a note, and I uh, I don't know if this will be the case because I haven't gone into this, but um, if you mm-hmm. don't see in the actions rotor, if as you're swiping up and down, um, you don't see those items per se, you'll probably have a more item. Well, I know you'll have a more item. So you'll want mm-hmm. to double tap on that and that will open a menu of even more options. And then these options should be in there to, to oh, talk. Cool. Those settings. Great. Thank you. All right, very good. All right, Marsha, you are next. Um, I, my husband made a password that is so complicated. It has a couple of capitals and not capitals. And then it has numbers, but it has an uncapitalized letter in there. So every time I have to use that password, um, it always fails, but he's never around when it fails. So tonight I wanted to say, I want to show you what happens. And, you know, so he can see that. So I can demonstrate to him because he's got an Android. He thinks apples are confusing and all the double taps and that kind of stuff. So is there any way that I can bring that, bring someplace up where I can put that, uh, password in so he can see how confusing it is for me. Okay. And just to, this is the password like for a specific account. This is for Marcia Summers ID. Oh, for your Apple ID. I see. And you want him just, and you want him to just see what comes out when you type it, or you want him to see like the fact that it doesn't work both uh-huh. I, want to have, I, I want to do it for him so he can see what's going on uh-huh okay so you're asking like where can you sign in with your apple id and then just where can you just like a, an edit field where you can enter the password itself every, every every once in a while it says some services will not be allowed um you know until you sign in again Okay, so you're asking like where do you sign in to enable those? Yeah, but I don't okay. I don't I don't know where to do that, but if I'm going to do it, I want to do it in front of him. Well, this is Helene. All right. Uh, go ahead, Helene. Um I think that, you know, this is just my personal advice 
for you is that you go to an Apple store and change your Apple ID and then tell your husband, this is my new ID. It's one that I feel comfy doing. And that way he'll know what you put in instead of you dealing with something that he put in. Pause recording. Okay. So just to clarify, this is a past, uh, we're talking about a password just to be clear, but that, you know, could apply to in terms of like changing the password. Sure. Um, this is Karen. Okay. Go ahead, Karen. Yeah. I don't use these yet. I want to learn how to use one, but there's password managers where you can put in very complicated passwords or we can help generate one for you. And apparently you don't have to type it. You don't even have to know it, but somehow you access this password manager or whatever you're using it for, and it will put the password in for you. All right. So yeah. Should, they're like, sure. There are, yeah, they're like the, the password managers that have like a master key that you can put in. Um, go mm -hmm. ahead, Brad. Yeah, I don't think you can use a password manager for your Apple ID. However, you don't need to go to the Apple store to change it. If you open your iPhone, go to settings. At the very top of settings is your name. Tap on your name. That will open up settings for your Apple ID. If you start at the top and swipe, I believe it's the second option is where you can change your Apple ID passcode. I was there it tonight, will... but I wasn't changing it. I just wanted to demonstrate to him. Go ahead. Yeah. Brad. Well, yeah. like I said, like, like um, the earlier commenter recommended, I recommend you just change it yourself. It's your phone. Change it mm -hmm. to what you want it to be. Mm -hmm. You will be required to probably, I think, type in your your existing Apple ID, and then it will uh, there will be a field for you to enter your new Apple ID, and it'll probably make you enter it a second time to confirm. That way, you know when you type it in the same way twice, it knows you know what what it is. But mm -hmm. I would just do it. It's your phone. But Come up with your own app, with your own Apple ID that you're comfortable with. Yeah, your yeah, own well, password. Yeah, but that first one you said was put in the old one, and that's where I'm having trouble. Well, it's putting in the old one. Can't well, help you there, but you got you, you do know what it is, don't you? Yeah, I, I made a, I made a note of it, and just um, be very careful and type mm -hmm. it in. I know. I understand why he did what he did. That's like super mm -hmm. secure, mm -hmm. but super mm -hmm. secure is sometimes mm -hmm. more trouble okay. than is really necessary. Right. And if worst comes to worst, he can help you enter the old one once, and then you enter your new one, you know, a couple of times and you change it and you never have to worry about it again. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is Greg. All right. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, Marcia, another option would be, I don't know if you've typed that uh, password into uh, a note in your notes app, uh -huh. uh, but if you can get it typed into a, a note and then maybe give the note some funky name that wouldn't be real obvious, and then you could just copy the password, uh, use your rotor and, and or, or do a three-finger quadruple tap and, and copy the word and then paste it into your... Uh, Password for your Apple ID. This is Brad. Pete. All right. Uh, let's have Pete first, and then we'll go to Brad. I think Brad was going to say the same thing. I don't <laughs> think you paste your Apple ID password in. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of password fields won't let you do that. I'm not sure about the Apple ID. 
but that is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> All right. Um, go ahead, Liz. Liz. Yep. Go ahead. Um, the I have uh, one of those uh, password protector generator. Yeah, password managers. Yes, and yes, you can tap on it, and it'll put it in for you. You, it, it does work on your Apple ID, and you can also do it from Keychain. All right, very good. Well, so there's. I can't remember this mine. Is, this is uh, Herbie. Very good. All right, uh, go ahead, Herbie. Okay, so just two things actually on two different topics, real quick. Um, first of all, yes, I can confirm what Liz was saying about Keychain. That does work on the Apple ID thing. Um, but I wanted to really go back to the email question, if I may, because I think there's something important that I do need to clarify, and I double-checked this, which is why I didn't speak up sooner. Um, so the question was, I believe, you know, can about pinning email and meeting conversations. That is strictly mm -hmm. a message feature. That is not an option in mail, and that is not under more either. Now, what we can you can do with mail is you can flag a conversation, but that does not work the same way as but pinning does. I think there it does create a separate flagged inbox. And but otherwise, what hap what what that does is when you're going through your messages, it'll say like flag in front of the message. But we only have the pinning mm -hmm. and the meeting conversations in messages. Messages. And mm -hmm. I, 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 you know, unless there's something really, really hidden, I there's no way to do it in mail. So uh, this is Maria. This might depend too in terms of the um your email. Like for example, in my Gmail, when I go to more, I do see a mute option. I haven't used it ever. So, but I don't see a pin. So perhaps right. to some extent, it depends too on the um. The, the service provider. Right. Now there is a notify option that I think you can get a notification like if somebody messages you. And you do also have the VIP option that is for a person that would create a separate um, VIP mailbox that you would just see specific, specific individuals in. Uh, but that pins a person. It doesn't pin... Well, I guess messages it does too. It pins a person. It doesn't actually pin a particular message. So the VIP would be the, I, I guess, the pinning equivalent in mail. So, all right. But that Keep won't going. again move it to Very the top. Good. It just means you have a separate mailbox where you can see those messages. So, all right. All right. Who would Vanessa? like? Yes, go ahead, Vanessa. Vanessa? Hi. Um, can you, um, they were just talking about something with uh, tapping on the password. I forgot what it's called. And I want to know exactly what that is. People were mentioning password managers. Um, that's a general category of a type of program. Um, there are different ones out there. There's, um, there's one password. There's LastPass. There's... Oh, what is it called? Like key pass? There's there's one called Keychain, which um is part of iCloud. Um, but that one's uh, not across platform. So it just depends kind of well, I guess for with Mac it is, but um it just kind of depends on which you know devices you have. Um I feel like we've have we done like a cafe or something? We I feel like at some point. I bug might have done. Go ahead, Sandhya. Yes, we have 
recently, fairly recently. So I'll try to find out when that was, but yeah. Okay. Thank you. Glad I didn't make that up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Very good. All right. (laughs) Who would like to ask the next question? Mark in Montreal. Go ahead, Mark. Okay. Um, I just updated recently Zoom again, and it was working fine on Saturday in a different Zoom room that I was in because you sort of tap towards the top of the screen horizontally, like straight up and down with your fingers, your index, say, at the top of the screen as you go down with your pinky towards the bottom, if you get the picture in your head. Um and I'm not seeing the active speaker again. It, it worked for a while last week. I topped towards the top. It's giving me my personal avatar, and I know who I am, and I know whether I've got <laughs> video on or not. I don't need to know who I am, but I like to see the active speaker. And uh, like I say, it was working last week until I updated Zoom again, and it seems to be uh, an annoyance again. And I've tried tapping towards the center top to get to the top of the screen, but it's not showing me the active speaker. So either what am I doing wrong or what should I check out in settings in Zoom or whatever to correct the issue if there is a way. This is Karen. All right, go ahead, Karen. Yeah, I noticed that I don't really hear it anymore, but I've just tapped on your little avatar thingy on my phone. And if you listen long enough, it said your name. Yeah, it doesn't present like it used to, but it will say your name. It says your name, Mark. No, I know who I am. I want to see who the active speakers are. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah. I said it says it, but you, it doesn't present like it used to because it would say active speaker or whatever. But I just yeah. tapped on your avatar, yours, on my phone, yeah. and it says okay. your name. And there's a lot of words and numbers and all this other stuff, but eventually yeah. it said your name. Yeah, okay. So it doesn't, it only did it when I tapped on it, though. So it will say other people's names eventually. Yeah, you just have to tap on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Well, at least there's a, there's, thank you. There, there's a, a a workaround there. Um, Too bad there's not like a keyboard shortcut (laughs) to see who's, or at least for, if you have an external keyboard. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah. I've always been able to get to this by putting my finger on the lower left corner where the mute button is and then swiping from right to left and I land in the center. Now I haven't used zoom on my iPhone in the last few days. So perhaps they've updated and I'm not aware of this new update yet, but um, try that lower left corner and swipe to the left and see what happens. All right. Very good. Well, hopefully Mark, some of that will work out. So until the next update. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully it'll be fixed. <gasps> all right. Who would like to, and forgive me for sounding all stuffy. Um, who would like to ask the next question? This is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know, if you don't already, that Voice Dream Reader has a new owner. And as of April 25th, if you are a new user of the Voice Dream Reader app, it will be a $59 a year subscription rather than purchasing the app. Now it's a subscription plan. It's $59 a year. If you had the app already before April 25th and you were using it, then 
they're you're grandfathered in and there's no subscription fee. So if you purchased it, you know, in the past and you've been using it, you're okay. But as of April 25th, if you want that app, it's actually a subscription. And uh, the Voice Dream Scanner and the Voice Dream Writer, the other Voice Dream apps have not been sold and they will be going under a different name. I think it's going to be VD something or other, VD Scanner or whatever. So it's just the Voice Dream Reader that's been sold. And also if you're a Bookshare reader, the Bookshare subscription, or excuse me, the, uh, the Bookshare membership is going to go up to $79 a year. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a significant difference, but they haven't raised the rate in 50, in 20 years. So, you know. All right. But thank you for sharing that. I did see, I don't know if they've implemented it. Um, I did see on Apple Viz, the actual uh, new, they're called applause group. Um, they did say that they were had taken some feedback into consideration and they were thinking they would be able to lower the subscription amount to 39. Um, I don't know if that's happened yet, but they were going to be like considering that because they felt like that uh, they could make that work. Um, this is Jody. Okay, go ahead, Jody. Yeah, well, considering the fact that you can use the Dolphin Reader and the Capti Reader and they're free, then I can see where they might have problems selling a subscription. I love Voice Dream Reader. Uh, and of course, Bookshare has their own app now too that's still in the beta stages, but I'm sure that will improve over time. But considering that there are free apps that you can use, I imagine they've discovered that a lot of people would just rather opt out and use those instead. All right. Well, it certainly depends on, you know, needs and, you know, subscriptions definitely, I feel like are becoming more prevalent um, because, you know, it, it, there are costs, right, to maintaining software. Um, so this is Marty. Uh, let's see. I think I heard someone before Marty. Mart. Oh, I did hear you then. Okay. Go ahead. Um, yeah. I just want to, uh, on the bookshare, check with your state because, like, for example, in Pennsylvania, you can get Bookshare uh, for free because it's, it's, it's paid by the state. So check with your state before you do subscribe. All right. And this is good. Jody. All right, go ahead, Jody. Yeah, that's true if you're a student. And it's also true in a lot of other states where your library or book rehab might cover the cost. All right. This is, oh, this is good. Uh, uh, let's see. I think I heard Brad. Yeah, just just my thought. It is it is my assumption, just my guess here, that um, well, new subscribers to VoiceStream Reader will um, you know going to have to pay a annual fee. My guess is there's going to be a version number difference, and those who are paying the annual subscription will get updates and new features going forward, while those of us who per did the one-time purchase years ago and are enjoying, you know, a paid for version of voice stream reader. It will probably continue working as it does today, but we will not get new features and it may be possible because you've, we've all seen this before that year, two years from now, you will no longer be able to download this ver the, the the version we are running that we have already paid for will no longer be available from the uh, app store. Just my thought, you know, wondering what what will what will this be like going forward? So, um, like it's like Jody said, there are other options, and we probably should start looking at those. 
because I believe the sun is beginning to set on our paid-for version of Voice Dream Reader. This is Terry. Okay, go ahead, Terry. Um, Jody, you mentioned the free ones. I and I could you repeat the ones you said there was one I missed and I didn't. uh... This is Jody. Yeah, go ahead, Jody. Yeah, well, you have Bookshare, which has their own app, and it's it's brand new and it's it's limited, but they're going to be improving on it. The other one is the Dolphin Reader, uh, right? And then Capti, I think, is another one that you can use. C A P T I. Okay, that's the one All I didn't right. get. Thank you. Hi, All right. this is Lynn Schneider. The one, what I wanted to say about the Bookshare, real quick, but um, if you are a Hadley student. If you take workshops under Hadley, you can use that as a bookshare. Um, you can c- call yourself a student. You just have to take a few workshops from Hadley every year. That's what I hear. We are in our okay. halftime. So um, right. we're going to turn it over to the Iva guy for our fun. Well, I'll turn it over to Sundia first, <laughs> and then we'll go over to our uh, iBug night at the virtual movies reveal. And then we'll have a quick iBug bite. And then uh, we can go here into the second half. So Sundia. Okay, thank you very much, Maria. Uh, so we are going to go ahead and give everybody a chance who didn't get to say hello before. Say who you are, where you're from. I'm Lynn Schneider from Delaware. Welcome, Lynn. And I'm taking classes through iBug. And okay. I'm here because I love Apple people. And I just wanted some folks to hang out with. All right. Well, um, very good. Thank you. And I'm for... from Delaware. And right. that you Thank can you. get around that. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Who else? Karen from Philly. Okay, Karen, welcome. Marty, welcome. Marty from Philly. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Four months cruise. Yeah. Okay. And I did ask. Keep going. Okay, Kathy, welcome. I did ask a question, but this is Desi now in Franklin, Tennessee. Hey, welcome. Glad you're back to your new place. Okay, keep going. Next. Brian. Brian and Arlene. Hey, Miss Arlene, welcome. Hey, thank you. Anybody else? Hey, Bear. Hey. Hi. Anybody else? Don from Houston. Hey, Don, welcome. Hey. This is David from Houston. Hey, David, welcome. Anybody else? Okay. All right. So now it's time for the big reveal. And with those, those <laughs> intriguing clues, we'll hand it over to our very own iBug Guy. iBug Guy, are you out there? When that sun is high in that Texas sky. I'll be bucking at the county fair Amarillo by morning Amarillo, I'll be there Yes, 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 I am here. Welcome everybody to the big reveal for this Friday's movie, which will be at 
What time do we start at 8 p.m.? You can come in early at the 7.30 for the pre-movie social. That's Central Time right here on this very same Zoom conference line. Hope you'll join us for that. And uh, usually we have some things going on uh, prior to the movie. And then right after the movie, we have a uh, discussion critique and some trivia. So let's get right into it for... Oh my goodness. We have rules. Yes. You get one guess per clue, and there are five clues total. And be sure to say your name and wait to be recognized to guess the title. And you can stay. Everyone can unmute for this portion only. So let's jump right into it. Clue number one. Our film this week takes place in the 1980s in a place where one of the iBug Buzz facilitators lives. Oh. 1980s and where one of the iBug facilitators lives. Brad. Hey, Brad. Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy, what a good guess, but not this week. Come back again Kathy? next time. All right, Kathy. Is it uh, Terms of Endearment? Terms of Endearment. Ooh, that's a good one. I think that was in Houston. Oh, some of it. That is another great guess, Kathy. with the judges on this one no we one don't day one day i'll come true kathy <laughs> just keep what? guessing nice yep. try <laughs> nice try come back again all right anybody else before we move on it was a movie anybody else all right we have to move on here what's wrong with my notes they're not playing i can't hear you okay Ba based, bossed, no, based, based on a true story, the main character lives for years longer than any medical experts predicted. AP. Where are you? The Green Mile. The Green Mile. Oh, I think we've already seen that one, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, I think we've already seen that one. But that's a great guess and a great movie. Yeah. This is Jody. Jody. The boy in the bubble. The boy in the (laughs) bubble. Whoa. I don't know where that takes place. Could be where one of our facilitators lives. Liz? All right, Liz, go for it. 
Okay, this is a wag, but Cocoon? Cocoon is another great guess and another fun movie. Fun? A bunch of old people that, too, try to live longer than they can. Not this time. Who's that? Dawn, go ahead for it. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Ooh. Getting closer, but not this time. Good try. Good job, Don. All right. We're going to move on to clue number three. All right. I don't think we saw the green mile. I know. That's what I said. Okay, keep going. We saw the other one, Shawshank Redemption. Go, go, go. All right. The main character lives hard, which includes, very similar to our facilitator, which includes heavy drinking, smoking, drug use, and casual sex. This is David. All right, David. The Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. Another great guess. And guess what, David? You can try again next week, but you get it this week, too. (laughs) We are watching the Dallas Buyers Club. That show about the true life story of Ron Woodruff, who is contracts HIV and the can't get his drugs. He goes down to Mexico, gets his drugs and smuggles them back for him and others suffering. And so that stars Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Garner, and that other guy who won best, uh, not best picture, best actor, best supporting actor, and best something else. So What do we have for our winner this week? All right. Okay. For David, we have a case of Lone Star Beer. Okay. Wow. Nice. That's the best prize ever. what that is or why. You'll find out why. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) Okay. Would you like to say goodnight, Mr. McCullough? They took my saddle in Houston, broke my leg in Santa Fe. Lost my wife and a girlfriend somewhere along the way. We were referring to our facilitator, Brad from Dallas. Wow, Dallas, who knew? Okay. What, is, what does Amarillo have by morning? Have I to, have no idea. Okay, all right. I could now, come up with a better you. song, but hey. Actually, I was thinking of great. Oh, there he goes. Sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Okay. Uh, Mr. McCall, you no, want to finish your the thought? Facil- the facilitator was Greg. Greg? Greg's not in Dallas. Dallas. He's in Georgetown. (laughs) Tulsa. He's in Texas. Oh, what? Oklahoma. It takes in Texas. All right. All right. I'm done. Good. Thank you. Okay. Fits, Greg. You can wear it.
Now we are moving on <laughs> to our iBug Bites segment. Maria, take it away, lady. Oh. All right. Thank you, Sandhya. So for our uh, little um, uh, iBug Bite segment here, I uh, thought I would talk about, since we've been talking lately uh, about uh the, the focus uh, feature, what happens if you want someone to excuse me for being farther? My, I have a, I have a labby under my desk now. All right. Uh, so uh, we've talked about focus, but what if there are, you know, some people that you always want to make sure that they get through? Well, there are definitely, you know, a couple of things that you can do. You can set them up in that specific focus, but what if you know that you just always want them to go through, to come through regardless of your focus? no matter what is going on, you want calls from these people to come through and or, and or texts. And that is where the emergency bypass feature comes in. So I'm um, going to show you uh, where that is set. And um, that in order to get to that, you're going to go into your contact. Let me, I've, I've already done a little bit of this to speed up the process, but you're going to go to, battery power. my goodness, Tap bar. there we go. Sorry about that. You're going to go to selected contacts, selected search field is editing. You're going to go to the contacts, uh, uh, app or most likely the contacts tab in your phone app, which is where I am. And you're going to find the contact that you want to turn on this bypass for. So I'm, uh, I just did a search here and I'm going to search for my brother for whom I already have this on. And, um, he's one of the few I have it on for, <laughs> and I will show you where that is turned on. So we're going to go here to him. Tony Kristen. Okay. Search. And now we're in the, this contact for my brother. His name's Tony. And we're going to go. We're going to edit this contact. So up in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. Edit. Whoops. I was just there. Edit button. There we go. Done. All right. And now we're going to move past uh, the field. So these are like your standard. That's photo. First name. Last name. And so on. We're going to move um, past the number field and the... Email one field. At home. On, at email. Ringtone. Emergency bypass on. And here we have our two fields. So we've got our ringtone and our text tone. Emergency bypass on. Text tone. So and as you can see here, the emergency bypass can be set separately for the ring, uh, meaning the call, or for the text, uh, the texting. And what this literally means, what you're doing is you're saying, when this person calls or texts me, play the tone. That means, you know, it bypasses whatever focus setting you have. So in order to uh, so by default, right, it would be off for you, each of these. So if we go ringtone. in. Cancel button. Cap C. Whoops. Ringtone. Heading. So I just uh, double tapped on that where it said uh, ringtone emergency bypass on. Done. Button. And this is what we get. Our, uh, this is the ringtone screen with cancel in the upper left and done in the upper right. Emergency bypass. One. Button. And I love how it says one. Uh, it's supposed to say on, but um, you can imagine one means, you know, uh. Emergency bypass allows sounds and vibrations from this person, even when the ring switch is set to silent or when a focus is on. And there's the nice uh, Apple description, um, but one here means that it is on. So if emergency I were... Emergency bypass, one. If I button. flicked back to the left... Emergency bypass, 
Zero. You can see it says zero, right? So it should be saying on and off, but you know, that's uh, in, in the coding, right? They didn't change the zero to mean off. So uh, we will just emergency bypass one. We'll change it back to one. And then just to show you what this is. So emergency bypass vibration default button default reflection. Button. Right. So now this is just like our standard screen where we can decide the vibration and the ringtone. Um, but before we reach those uh, options on that screen is this emergency bypass. And so similarly with the text cancel. field, we're going to cancel this. Ringtone. Emergency bypass on. Text tone. Emergency bypass on. We're going to flick to the right there to the text tone. And then in a similar vein, if I, dub if I double button. tap. Text tone. Heading, done, button, emergency bypass, one, button. And just like what I described, same thing. So your emergency bypass switch, it's the button, it's a toggle, it's right there at the top. Emergency bypass allows sounds and vibrations from this person, even when the ring switch is set to silent. And I, I'm going to um, stop that. It's the same description that we've just seen. So yeah, to make that even clear, not only will it bypass for focuses, but it bypasses even if your phone is on silent mode. So this is something you'd, I would imagine, want to use sparingly, sparingly. But if there are some people you want to make absolutely sure that they reach you, this is how you do it. And again, the same screen. Vibration. Store. Kepes, tone store, download all purchase. This will download all. Right, this is just your screen from which you can choose the text tone for this person. But again, at the top of it is this bypass switch. And then you would uh, select a done, and then you would select a done to finish editing the contact, and you would save that, and your uh, emergency bypass would be on. And I can assure you it works very well. <laughs> I've had times when I've got my parents and my brother on it, and I've definitely had times where my phone's been in silent or on any of the focuses, sleep or do not disturb or reading or anything, and it has without fail come through. So with that, I'm happy to take any questions. All right, oh, any was... questions for Maria? I'm glad that was so straightforward. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right. Well, if not, then Sandhya, I will turn it back over to you for the regularly scheduled fun. This is, this is oh. it. Uh, go ahead. Is this a question on the bite or? Yeah. Uh, on on sure. what, you, what you were just talking about. Now, yeah. um, that you would set if you want your brother to be able to call to you or, or so his message cuts through everybody else? Like what exactly does that focus do for you? Does it? So what the bypass, so, so like, even if my focus was my do not disturb was on or, you know, like how regularly, if you have a focus, if the person is not um, one of the people who you're set to get a notification from in that focus, then you won't receive the notification from them or like, and do not disturb um, by default, they have to contact you twice and like within a three minute or something time span for it to, um, you know, ring or text for the text to come through or if silent mode, right? If you actually flip the switch, the mute switch to silent, your phone's going to be silent, right? But when you use these emergency bypasses, they bypass all of that. So you don't even have to worry about 
putting this person in your focus as someone to receive notifications from. You don't have to think about like if your phone is on silent, like this overrides all of that. And when you have someone on emergency bypass, they will get through no matter what. I see. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. That's great. And, and I've I've got to tell you, I love listening to way you, the way you talk and your pronunciation is exquisite. I love it. Well, thank you. Uh, I can tell that you, you've got the, the, the uh, pronunciation too of it with the Canadian accent. So. <laughs> well, I try, but not near what, uh, I mean, your pronunciation is great. I just love it. It's great. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else? Any questions, questions for Maria? All right. Right. Very well, good. Back to the regularly scheduled questions. Okay. Who would like to go first? This is Ned. Go ahead, Ned. Yes, this is a Safari question. Uh, When I open Safari, I see things like favorites, frequently visited, and then shared. And below shared are things like, you know, newspaper articles uh, people have shared with me or book reviews. Uh, How do you delete that? I mean, I read it. I'm done with it. How do I make that go away? (laughs) Great question. Anybody like to help with that? To get rid of a shared item in Safari. This is Helene. Go, Helene. I'm not 100% sure, but um, I had 206 tabs open. And um, I had called Apple Accessibility. And I learned that if I tapped in the middle with one finger and just right smack in the middle and then i swipe left to right or right to left it said close you couldn't close all 206 i had to do them one at a time but close and then i would double tap and then it was gone and then then it had 204 203 so I think that the same thing would happen if you just put that finger in the middle and then swipe. I think it's it's either left to right or right to left. I think it's left to right. And then you just it just says close and then double tap. Okay, so this is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. I was gonna say the other thing you can do is you can and I'm not sure if if you're referring to tabs there, uh, but if you go to the tabs tab at the bottom right hand corner of the screen and you do a one finger tap and hold, it will bring up the uh, dialog box. And one of the choices is to uh, to close all tabs. Oh, this is Helene. Uh, Helene. That doesn't work. That only works on, on emails. It does not work on Safari. No, excuse me. No, this is Jody. It does work in Safari. All right, let's go back to uh, Ned's question. I think he's talking about shared items, right? This is Brad. Go, Brad. I think somewhere on your home, he's talking about on his home screen, correct, Ned? On Safari, Uh, in Safari. Yeah, I believe when you open Safari, there's a home screen and it's got like favorited items and now there's a whole bunch of other stuff down low. Somewhere on there is a button that says edit and it will allow you to edit the items that are on that favorites screen. And um, I don't have anything shared, so I don't have experience with that, but there's all kinds of other stuff on mine. And you should be able to edit that that 
opening screen you see when you first open Safari. All right. So I know edit. I've seen that edit button before, and I'm just now quickly looking at it, but I got so much stuff on mine. I'm not finding it right away, but you know, maybe set your rotor on buttons or something, but it's there. I've seen it many seen it all the time when I'm not looking for it, but I can't find it <laughs> yes. now when I am looking for it. Right. So it edit. is there. And it's not in that, that context menu that opens like Jody's talking about when you double tap and hold the tab button in the lower right corner. It's, it's not there. There's all kinds of other stuff in there, about closing tabs, new tab, close all tabs, all that stuff. That's different. Okay. All right. Good luck, Ned. We'll probably have to follow up and figure out where this is, but I, yeah, I remember there's an edit button because that's how you can get rid of favorites as well. And it's similar to shared folders, you know, shared files. So, all right. Good question. Thank you. Who's next? Somebody else have another turn? Linda. Go ahead, Linda. Um, I got my email back last week, but now I've got 2,700 emails. Well, um, be careful what you <laughs> ask for. <laughs> uh, and I think all of these are from my server. Is there any way, I, is there a button or something I can turn off the server emails and, you know, not have all those emails? Because I can delete them, but it's going to take forever. All right. So... If you weren't here for part one of Linda's question last week, she was trying to restore her account and now she restored her account and now all the emails are back again. So I guess you're asking anybody thoughts of what she can do so she doesn't have to delete them. This is Brad. Brad. Was this the Juno account we yes, talked about? Yes. Last yes. <laughs> well, my guess is it's an IMAP account. And all that stuff is in your inbox, correct? Yes. And I don't think there's any way to do anything with it other than start going through and deleting. Because these are just mails that have email items that have come in over how many, you know, years of neglect and have not been dealt with and they add up. And you got how many? 2,700. Oh, that's nothing. I know somebody that's got like over 10,000 because she said she never deleted anything. She's not <laughs> She's not here tonight, but she knows who she is. Somebody has 25,000, but I'm not going to say it. Either. Yeah, well, my dad's last time I checked had 60,000, but he's dead, so he has an excuse. <laughs> good excuse. Oh, dear. But, <laughs> so anyhow, All right. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, you can go through your inbox and in the Apple Mail app, with your rotor on actions, you can flick up and it'll say delete. You can double tap and delete them. But, you know, sit down with a nice cup of tea or whatever and just start working on it for a little bit, you know, hour, 15 minutes, every every so often. And you'll you'll get through it. It'll be tough, hey. but you'll do it. This is Jody. <laughs> oh, Jody. Is this in the regular mail app that you're the, the the native mail app that's on your phone, or is this a separate? Yes, but it's through the Juno account. It's a okay. Juno okay. account. Well, we, what you can do in the inbox is go to the upper right hand corner, go to edit, and then at the top of the screen, there's a select all. If you tap on select all, then you can go to the lower right hand corner and you can uh, delete all of them. 
I, it does that. It only does a few at a time. I think it can do 50. It's 50 on a page. I think, I, I think it will do them. It takes time. So you have to, you have to let, it, let it rip through. And I think it will uh, delete all of them. So if you do the select all, and then the, uh, and if the, I know it, it, it does take time. All right. Good luck, Linda. Come back this for is part David. three. Go, David. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Well, if you can do fifty per per thumb, it only take about forty five of those uh, functions to get rid of them all. <laughs> but. Uh, I had another question, but um, oh yeah, okay. So good luck, Linda. Okay, move on, David. Go. Yeah, so this is an old kind of an old timey feature that um, we've revisited this a few times. You know, where you have to access these old voice um, uh, phone menu systems, and you know, you try to program in the codes it wants and if any kind of password or uh -huh. uh, ID and password, kind of code that all into the into the contact. So, and I know over the years, it's, sometimes it's broken, like you can't get Siri to do it, but you could do it through, uh, go direct to contact and make the call and it would work, but Siri would refuse to do it at some point. She said, I can't do that. Well, I've got a new problem. It's it, No matter whether I do it, whether I tell Siri to call this or go to the contact to execute it, uh, it will never log me in properly to the infamous MetroLift uh, automated call service known as Max. <clears throat> and they've had the same phone system for, I'll have to say 20 years. But my, and so it hasn't changed. So I think something changed in one of these iPhone updates that makes it not um, process that information because it'll, it'll type in the digits, but it the, the system doesn't take them anymore and always says it's wrong, but you know it's the same ID and password I've been using. <laughs> and on another note, I, I was trying to get into the Zoom call using the dial-in method, and it kind of did the same thing. It would only enter part of the meeting ID, like three digits, and then would it would stop. Even though I think it's programmed in there, and I'm, I'm using the link, you know, that, that you'll send out, and it used to work, you know, perfectly. But now it it, it only puts about three, four digits of the meeting ID and says that's wrong. But then it'll eventually try to put in the meeting password like a few moments later, but that's too late. You know, it's all really messed up. And I've, I've tried it several times. I, sometimes I call in when I'm on the road, I call in, try calling through the cellular instead of using my uh, data, uh, data plans. <laughs> so that oh. is the dilemma. Well, hang on. Before I get to Pete, I'm just going to say that I have used the phone tree or whatever that's called recently and i do mm -hmm. use it with siri so mm -hmm. i don't know i mean have you ever been able to use it on your phone or you just think it's a recent phenomenon no i've used it for years ever since i had this iphone i've had yeah. it programmed as yeah. soon as i've learned you could do that which is yeah. very soon after i got the phone yeah so it's going on uh 12 plus years so um this is new, new that. But it's but over the years it has there has been problems and with sometimes with using those codes like I, I said this one time Siri would would refuse to use do them. Yeah. Um. Because security, I think they they gave it, but this is weird because it it'll, it'll this is put Herbie. in. 
only part of the digits or something. It doesn't like the digits. Okay, because I have mine with the passcode and the number and all that. Okay, go ahead, uh, Herbie, and then we'll go to Pete. You know, I did, first of all, I think somebody else was having your issue last week with another Zoom call, David, where the auto-dialer wasn't working right. And I had an interesting issue a couple weeks ago where I was looking at Newsline on the phone side for some reason. Like, oh, because I was showing it to somebody and it would not register my touch tones at all. So I wonder if it's something to do with the latest iOS, like it just wouldn't hear them. So, okay. All right. Thank you. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, I don't know that I have an answer, especially if yours has continued to work, Sandia, that uh, sometimes they adjust those menu systems and the timing uh, changes and, and, are you saying like David, when you have like commas in there to to delay the input of a particular series of numbers? Yeah, I put commas in there. When you call, you have to enter like one about three times, like one for yeah. English and then one. And for, you put commas in there to kind yeah, of to get time it up. Yeah, Other when than it gets maybe to, the timing has changed in their menu system, yeah. and uh, you know maybe it's entering it prematurely or too late or something like that. But uh, that's just a shot in the dark. Okay. All right, and to this is, um, this is Shree. Go Shree. Um, David, do you have a pound on this uh, trail of numbers? Uh, yeah, I did put a pound after because you have to put the uh, there's a four digit um, yeah. ID pound and then a four digit, but it doesn't get yeah. Once the pound it puts is in, causing the problem. Well, it doesn't even take the ID part. It like once you put the ID in, it it acts like it doesn't recognize it, even though it's the same. You know, code of, and it. I even tried putting a few extra commas, but it, it all just fail. <laughs> it took if longer to fail. Pound in that whole cycle of numbers, it's going to fail. So you leave the pound out. I know, unless, the, yeah, because I know that, that at some point that that problem came up with the pound symbol. Mm -hmm. if okay. If you take well, the pound out, it'll work. But if there's pound there, it just stops. Huh. All right. Okay. Thank you. Now they, okay. they, this is true. They may have fixed it in the latest version, but in the older older iOS 16, it stopped working. Yeah, that's about when it started that iOS 16, I think, or 16.1 yeah. or some one of those uh, uh, recent, you know, two about two months ago or so. All right. Anyway, go ahead. Who has the answer for So your second question is why wasn't Zoom entering the password and all that? Anybody have any help for that or... Does it work eventually, David? Uh, no, I tried over and over again. I mean, it it it, it always dials about three digits of the meeting code, which I think okay. the meeting code is like eight digits or something. Right, or, right. So you're doing it on your phone. Okay. Yeah, and it, it has an automatic, you know, ask you to choose a number. You say, I, I right, agree. Right, to, right, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's all programmed in. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure I could do it manually, but. Yeah, no, the one tap, one tap mobile. Yeah, yeah. the one tap mobile is not, okay. doesn't seem to be working at least. On my phone, I, so I don't know how many people use that, but uh, okay. Anybody anyway, using one tap mobile? <clears throat> I thought the I, I, um, issues might be related. That's why. I yeah, that yeah, yeah. See what that that's possible. All right, now, okay, okay. Let us know what happens. Take the pound out. Let us know. Okay, Don. Second question. Oh, okay, Don. Or in this question, go ahead. Uh, yes, I want to know: Is there any other shortcut way to download an app? 
a shortcut way. Anybody that hasn't spoken would like to explain how to download an app. I don't know if there's really a shortcut, but I talked about this a couple of times. Who would like to explain it real quick? That's Linda. Oh, Linda. Um, one way you can do it is you, if you know the name of the um, app, you can say, hey, uh, S-I-R-I, -I, download certain app from the app store and put the name of the app in there. So you could, okay, so just to fill that out, so you'd say H-E-Y-S-I-R-I, -I, download NFB Newsline from the app store. Yes, so that would store. be the command. Yes. Okay, so that's one way. Probably a good way. This is David. I'm, 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 I'm sorry if I uh, ask questions over and over. I am a little dyslexic, so no, no, that's okay. I'm trying to get it down. <laughs> no, 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 that's okay. That's okay. That's how we learn. But yeah, so you would just ask Siri to to do that, to download the app and download whatever app you want. Okay, David's going to tell us something uh, else. Uh, Go, David. Uh, well, I was wondering if you're having problems like getting, because that, that just brings up the search page, which might have NFB and maybe some other things that are similar uh, could be pulled up also. But yeah, and you, have to get, you have to also tap on that get button uh, next to the actual app you want. And that starts to download. Uh, if you're not able to find that button, that that's not really any shortcut to doing that that I know of. Right. So you have to find that get button and make sure you're on the right app because you know that will give you sometimes a bunch of similar apps you might be on the wrong kind of uh, row you know um, so you could always like double tap on the where it, when it reads the app you want and get the, the, the larger screen and then there's a get button on there as well um, and then it's going to probably ask for your apple id at some point if it's if you have never downloaded something before you may have to enter that um so I don't know if that's where, where it's getting stuck. I mean, if you have any more information on where you're getting stuck, I mean, that might help us to yeah. get you there. Okay, thanks. Okay, so try that out and then let us know what happens. Okay. All right, who's next? Hi, this is Brian. Oh, Brian. Just a couple little, I would call them, how do you find things? Uh -huh. You know, I'm working with Greg, poor guy, in the mentoring program. And um, I've been wondering, we haven't got to this, but is there a, a viable, accurate color identifier I can use on the iPhone? And oh. secondly, it's, 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 it, this is not related, but it's, it may be, uh, I know iBug makes available, I don't know what you call them, but tutorials or how do you do things? And I was thinking about this when, when Greg will say, Brian, you know that practice sheet and, and, uh, uh, you know, voiceover, you got to practice, practice. And I say, okay, man, I got to practice. But I think, you know, maybe my intuition is not kicking in. I'm not understanding some things. And if I could see a tutorial, let's say on the rotor, if I could hear a tutorial uh, on the rotor, maybe I'd get it a little better. Uh, plus, I might not have to practice anymore. So, <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway, yeah, you're going to have to practice. You can't you see why he has his hands full, guys. Okay. So thank no, you. No, no, you're this. doing great. No, uh, that's, you, fun. Uh, that's really great, fun. Great question. Who would like to help Brian with the color identifier issue? We've been 
grappling with that for many years. This is Jody. Oh, Jody. Well, the two apps that I use are Seeing AI and uh, also Tap Tap C, which is Tap Tap S E E, and they're they're limited. You're gonna have a problem with any color identifier because if your if your lighting is off, it will affect the the color identified. Um, I I mean the Tap Tap C app. I I held a shirt up and it said red and blue plaid shirt, and then it said hand with a ring holding a with a ring on. So it even saw my hand in the picture and and told me, you know, that that was there too. So Tap Tap C and Seeing AI are two apps, but you're not really going to get accurate readings. You get kind of a ballpark. Hey, anybody else? This is Herbie. Go ahead. Um, me personally, I I don't use color identifiers, but if I was going to, I would honestly use a pair of eyes. Yeah, I, I just grab somebody else's eyes and just say, here, no. Um, what I mean is an app like Be My Eyes or Ira, if I was subscribed to that, or if I have somebody who I trust, like on FaceTime video or whatever, I would trust a person more than a machine just because it seems like the machines, they have a varying degree of accuracy, but I've kind of always gathered that colors are just something that requires a little bit more intuition though i must admit if once the chat gpt thing becomes more public when we actually get it gets released to us will it process colors in a different way so that'll be something interesting to play with but i would personally just rely on a sighted person if i have any color questions so that's, that's just my thoughts okay very good all right brian so you have some suggestions there so um as for the tutorial, so that's for the color identifiers. Uh, as for the tutorials, we have, you know, different trainings, but it wouldn't be like, this is the rotor or this is, I mean, they're in the context of other presentations. So you'd have to like, uh, you know, they're indexed on our website. And then it's kind of uh, our search engine is, you know, less than uh, perfect, unfortunately, but it will pick up everything so you'd have to go through it but it will you will eventually find it um you can also search on youtube for our podcasts that way um but it we do archive and have the the show notes in there the show notes are also available on our website so the show notes are always there but it's a kind of a, a question of navigating through them and finding the keywords so all right, this is Pete. go ahead, Pete. Uh, just wanted to mention, Herbie mentioned the, um, Ira, he would use Ira uh, if he were subscribed. Well, Ira does have a, still have a free five minute call. I, I don't know what they're limiting them to if you're, if you're not a paid subscriber, but if you download the free Ira app and that's spelled A-I-R-A, -A, Brian, in the app store, then you can sign up for a free, um, uh, account and then you get a, a five minute free call what is it daily or I think once a day and then you could call a live agent so there's the, the, the seeing pair of real eyes that Herbie was uh, talking about if you wanted to go for a color identifier hey. just a thought this is Colleen 
Go, Halid. There's also free Be My Eyes, um, but um, I've taken to, over the last couple of weeks, hiring someone who sat with me and told me what uh, the colors of things were, and we put um, the way tag, you know, a way tag on it, so it says gap, maybe blue and white stripe. So I just know what it is because I've gotten a little crazy about color and the colorino just that I got when I was in Arizona. If you tap it colorino, I wouldn't waste any money on it. It was given to me from Tucson, uh, the blind. But if you touch the clothing you're wearing, it just tends to say black, black. Uh -huh. And even though it isn't black, it's another color it's dark green or blue but um in general be my eyes is free and many times if i can go to the sunlight and hold it up the be my eyes person will tell me hey very good all right fine i think those are some good suggestions good luck good question thank you all right next who's this got a new question true. go ahead i have a comment and a question Okay. Uh, I figured out how to, or I remembered how to um, delete all of your uh, Safari tabs that are open at one time. You go into Safari, of course, then you double tap on the app uh, tab, which is at the about the bottom right-hand corner. Then you're going to see the um, done button there in the bottom right hand corner. And if you if you double tap and hold that done button, it's then going to give you an option to delete all and it'll tell you how many uh, open tabs you have. I have 195 in mine. Safari wow. that are apparently open right now. So it, it there's the option to delete 195 uh, uh, tabs. And then there's a, uh, oh, I think it says cancel or, you know, to close out or a close button or something if you don't want to delete them. All right. Thank you. Okay. This so is that help Ned out. Okay. Go ahead and your question. My question is, um, I have never used OneTap Mobile, and I see it all the time in Zoom on my phone. And I'm, I was asking SIRI to describe or explain to me what it is, because sometimes he'll do that with questions I have really well. But this time he gave me answers I didn't think were, were what I was looking for. So how do you use OneTap Mobile if you want to use that on your iPhone with Zoom? This is Maria. Oh, Maria. Um, first, quickly with the tabs. Yeah, there are multiple ways of doing things. You can also, um, if you uh, either triple tap or double tap and hold, it does the same thing on the tabs button in the lower right-hand corner of your actual Safari app. Once it's open, you'll have the option there as well to close all of them. So um, different ways. And in terms of the OneTap mobile, it's just a way to um, basically dial in like a phone number, like uh, using, you know, the phone app. So you're not actually using Zoom. And, and by OneTap, what they mean is that it 
includes, as you've seen, all those um the commas and the numbers and such that it includes the uh the past um no the meeting ID and I forget if it also includes the passcode. Yes, I haven't looked yes, at them in a while. Does. Yeah, it does, yeah. right? Yeah. So hence the one tap, right? That <laughs> you don't have to um dial anything else. But yeah, basically if you tapped it, um, like double tapped on it, uh, I think you'd you'd like you'd be prompted to, you know, place to place a call just like you're calling a regular number and then you would use that um i think i mean unless like you have an unstable connection or something i would always say use the app over the one tap because your sound quality is going to be better and then i've also heard people say that because you have to in order to like raise your hand uh using the star nine or this uh, muting and unmuting with the star six you have to be pretty quick in order to uh execute those and apparently i've heard of people having trouble doing that on the phone uh, just by using the keypad so i would say unless you have a specific reason to um if you have the app you shouldn't really need, need to use the one tap All right okay. very good thanks thank you maria okay this is dot oh dot uh -huh. i've been having uh, a little bit of trouble with the regular apple uh podcast app you know the one that comes with a phone uh-huh yeah um i just want to use the uh feature called latest episode but uh, before the ios uh, latest uh, up, update uh, 16.4 whatever uh, i can yeah i can uh, do you know from uh, it's going I, I wanted to play toward the left like you know sunday and then next week monday tuesday instead of the other way around uh -huh. i don't know how uh -huh. to do it i don't know how to do it you know right. it's going backward it's going backward like Tuesday and then Monday and then Sunday and then last Saturday, you know. Yeah, I don't want that. Jody. But oh, Jody. Yes. I, thank you. I highly, I highly recommend getting the Overcast app. It is, it's very uh, user friendly with Voiceover. And once you use the Overcast app, you'll, you won't really want to use the, the native podcast app. Is it free? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Overcast. Overcast. Yeah, Overcast. Yep. Okay, yeah. Well, We've had you. other complaints about the podcast app, but it is the native app. But uh, yeah, I never had a trouble before to the latest update. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's kind of weird. A lot of people have had problems, but okay, well, yeah, try out the Overcast app. Okay, okay. thank you, Jody. Thank, Good thank question. You. Thank you for your participation. All right, who's next? This is Ed. Go ahead, Ed. When I'm asking a little Miss Know-It-All something, uh -huh. um, I'll ask the question and she'll say, I looked for this and this is what I found. And I'll say, read screen. And she'll say, there's nothing to read. What, <laughs> what, what do you do to get her to answer like your question? And you're doing SIRI, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Google, what's your yeah. This is Terry. Go ahead. Um, I use it all the time. And what I do after I ask, in my case, it's a he, uh, my question, then I swipe to the left. And uh, the first thing it gives me is uh, Google options. And then if I swipe to the left again, uh, there's an article and there should be, I think, three different, it should give you three articles that in theory will answer your question. 
Uh, but you have to swipe. You have to use gestures. But I have really good luck with it, I have to say. Okay. Right. Okay. So I just, well, I have a keyboard, so I just tap my left left arrow and it'll go over there. But why doesn't it want to read the screen? Like, why won't you take that command? I mean, if it's there and you're tabbing over to read there's it, different, is, there's is different it not there? It has to know where to go. So there's different. Okay. So you're you have to navigate it okay. there yeah. and then it'll read. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Thank you very much. All right. This is Herbie. Oh, Herbie. I think for what you're wanting, Ed, and uh, I, I would try a different smart assistant because Google and uh, Alexa will work on your phones. And since if you're actually wanting the smart assistant to actually read to you out loud the results, I would give one of those a try and see if that makes you happier with what you're wanting. Yep. This is Ed. So I use Google or... I just, the I Alexa just say, app. Yep. Yeah. You have to download the app, but, uh, you know, the respective app for it. But, you know, so there's the Google app or there's the Amazon Alexa app. And um, it's not quite the same as, you no know, holding in the side button on your phone, but you can do it. And they, because they treat search results a little differently where they are more likely to actually read things to you. So. Okay. This is Pete. Okay, Pete, go. Just, just to take it one step further, um, the Google Assistant is the name of the app. So you get those from the App Store. So you go in the App Store and search for Google Assistant. That's the name of the app, that uh, the Google app that Herbie was talking about. And A-L-E-X-A, Alexa, is the name of the Alexa app. So if you go in the App Store, you'll find both of those, and they're both free. Yeah, Amazon Alexa. I can't remember. I thought it's Amazon Alexa. I can't remember. This is okay. David. Go, David. Uh, yeah, I use the the Google on the native device, and sometimes I also use it on the iPhone. It'll it will produce some things, but sometimes it'll say, "I sent some more information to your phone," and oh, then you'll have okay. to still go in and look at the links. Um, but it does do a pretty good job. Like whenever I need to figure out how to do something on the iPhone, I'll say, you know, "Hey, gee, you know, how do I?" Do this on the iPhone. It'll usually bring up some kind of article, and it'll give you like usually all the steps you need huh. without having to go, you know, to Safari and do all that. You know, and you can kind of just you know replay it over and over again and just follow along. So the question um, is, David, but, so does she start reading it right away, or you still have to navigate uh, it to where it needs to go? No, she'll start reading something, and sometimes she'll say, well, "I found something else that might help," and then you say, okay. "Do you want to hear that?" And but okay. it usually does about two things, and then it it. It's it's not going to give you an un unlimited list of you know right. it's not going to keep reading, um, so, you know Google entry after Google enter you know it, there's a certain point where it's going to say well I, I sent some more information that might help you you know if it's too much I guess you don't feel like reading it or, <laughs> yeah she's you know, tired there's a limitation I think what they can read out probably with bandwidth and all that that they're not going to read you a whole Wikipedia right. entry but they might read you the the main sections and then you can always go and look it up and read through the whole thing if you're really interested hey. um i was gonna bring out another thing while we're talking about id uh, color id uh -huh. it's called cam find it's an old app oh yeah that it's still around still works uh <laughs> c-a-m-f-i-n-d that's one word so it i guess it's basically trying to it's still really trying to sell you things, but it'll still tell you 
you know, if you point it at a shirt or point it at something in your house, like curtains or what, it'll tell you, you know, what the pattern is or what the, um, hey, these are red and white plaid curtains or, hey, this is a blue polo shirt. Um, <clears throat> and uh, it does pretty accurate job, I think. I mean, sometimes I'll check it against the other ones that um, were mentioned, you know, the the uh, tap tap C and the seeing eye kind of get a, a consensus opinion. Wow. Can't find that brings back old memories, David. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe it's still around, but it's still. That's there. great. This is Desi. Okay. Go Desi. We got the last question. Go. Okay. It's not a question. I just wanted to confirm that that app is Amazon Alexa. Yeah. Thank you. All You're right. welcome. Okay. Okay. With that. We are at the end of our meeting. Thank you so much, Maria, for helping to facilitate today. Thank you, Sandhya. Where did the time go? I know. We flew by. May 1st <laughs> is almost over. Come back next week. Um, quickly review. Tomorrow is Mac Buzz on Clubhouse, 5 to 6. Wednesday, we're off. Thursday is um, iBug Trekkie Talk, 8 to 9.30. Season 6 of Next Generation Episodes 10 and 11. And then movie is Dallas Buyers Club at 8 p.m. on Friday, uh, social time at 7.30, name that tune, and bad jokes, and some good jokes, too. That'll be on Friday. And then on Saturday, don't forget Saturday's iBug Unplugged, we're going to be doing the Jacques Cousteau, Where Did You Go? No, what is it? Where Did You Go, Jacques Cousteau? I think that's what it is. Anyway, we'll find out what that's all about, 8 o'clock on Saturday. And then go back and check out the Apple Workshop from Saturday, this past Saturday. All right. With that, we will say good night. Good night. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night.